Ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode of the High Button Podcast is brought to you by ProLineStadium.com, Atlantic Canada's home ice for great sports betting. Lace them up, all right? Lace those skates up. A new promo offer has arrived at ProLine Stadium. Head to alc.ca or ProLineStadium.com and you can earn up to $60 in parlay tokens now. Until February 4th, making a wager of $15 or more on a three or more pick parlay on ProLine or Stadium Bets will earn you a $10 token that can be used on a three or more pick parlay that includes a hockey event, excluding features. Maximum of one token can be earned each week. Tokens expire February 29th, 2024. Bet on ProLine all season long at ProLineStadium.com or download the ALC app. Must be 19 years of age or older. Please play responsibly. All right, today we got Noah Lowen, Halifax Hawks legend. If you look closely the next time you're in Centennial Arena, look at the board there with all the alumni. Noah made the cut. He's on the list. Big deal since I played for the Hawks. That's a big deal. Very big deal. Uh, also, fun fact, Quebec Peewee Tournament represented the Mooseheads twice when he played Peewee Triple A. Another really cool uh, fact about his minor hockey. After that, moving on to the U18 level, playing for Dartmouth. After that, moving on to the Quebec Maritime. Almost messed that up. Quebec Maritime Junior Hockey League, playing for Cape Breton. Then moving on to Charlottetown, where the past two years, or his last, excuse me, two years with Charlottetown, Warren A, um, and was a big, big part of their success. Being one of the top defensemen in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League for those past two years. Also one best defensive defenseman in the queue that last year as well. Pretty cool. Um, After that, moving on to his pro career in 2022-2023, uh, bouncing up and down from the coast to the A. Uh, recently just got traded from the Trois-Rivières Lions. Uh, he just got traded to Buffalo, uh, Rochester AHL, so he's just waiting for his visa. And luckily, we were just skating around the other day at Centennial, the noon skate. I know his father. Uh, and he just happened uh, to be at this skate. Next thing you know, I said, do you want to come on the pod? And then that's that's how you do business right there in the hockey dressing room. That's how you get things done. So great podcast we had yesterday. Uh, great kid. I've heard of his name before, but never actually met him in person. So to be able to skate with him and, uh, like I said, chat with him. Great kid. Really great podcast. I hope you enjoy. I'm Justin. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. <laughs> Best part of the day, podcast time. Noah, how are you, sir? Good. How are you guys doing? I'm doing real well. Thanks for joining us here at the High Button Sports Studios. Yeah. No, it's awesome to be on here. So you guys got a really cool setup here. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. We take pride in it. It's a it's a home base. Yeah. We love it. No, it's uh, it's it's happy to have you here. When we uh, saw you at the skate the other day at Centennial, and your dad was like, "Yeah, my son's here." I was like, "What?" Yeah. Things work out. Yeah. Things just somehow work out. So I'm happy to have you here, man. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. I used to. Uh, 
skate with your old man way, way more than I do now back when uh, my dad was in the military. Okay. Like yeah, over yeah. at Shearwater. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I've known your dad for since I was like 10 because I used to go no. out to those skates. Shearwater's not there anymore. Uh, no, Shearwater. No, it's it, it's the, there. It's the what's mil- the one that was right uh, across the bridge? Um, oh, Shane, Shannon Park. Shannon Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a barn. Yeah, yeah. And then they turned it into like more lacrosse and then eventually they, they tore it down. But that was a barn. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, but I yeah, remember those days. My dad and your dad go way back. Yeah. Small world. Yeah, it is. Did you ever get out to any of those skates at, at Shannon? No. Or, I, yeah, I, just, Sh- I just remember watching uh, at Shannon. I remember they always regionals or whatever the between yeah. i just always remember he was playing my dad at one point was playing the young guns and the old timers i was and, like my dad too yeah yeah so i was always out watching him uh whenever i could on the weekends and stuff like that but uh i, w- I would have been too young to be on the ice i think with them at that point fair enough yeah those military skates they were so well it's apparently in the military it's mandatory for you to have two hours of exercise like a day yeah so the guys would just take advantage of that ice time but then they'd, they'd skate pretty much you know four hours a day yeah, yeah whatever yeah. it is and then they'd just be out there at shannon all day s- skating yeah and not shannon Shearwater. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they would love it and every now and then i'd get to go and some of the best skates of my life were yeah, yeah were there yeah some of those military guys like they're like some are like pro guys like there's oh yeah guys no, no, that have, no. like pro shots and yeah Oh yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, speaking of growing up, Halifax Hawks, mm-hmm. and you're on the wall. Yeah, that's yeah. a big, that's a big, that's a big accomplishment. Yeah. No, I, honestly, I was kind of surprised by it. I was, I, I actually remember it. Uh, I was out playing tennis with a couple of guys from the gym this summer, and uh, I got a text from my dad, and it was just this video, and I was like, why is he sending me this video anyway? Uh, sure enough it was the video of the wall and i mean i had no idea they were doing that or anything like that and let alone that i was going to be on it so uh when i saw that i was kind of like wow this is kind of special pretty cool um but yeah no it's caught me by surprise but uh you know it makes you feel special and uh it's pretty cool to see for sure so many legends coming through the halifax hawks organization so to have your your picture up there that's uh that's a huge accomplishment that's sick yeah no definitely and, yeah. I, and to not know what's happening too no yeah like not to be like hey guess what like you're gonna be on this wall and then yeah just no. finding out like that yeah the surprise of it was pretty cool um i mean and just some of the other names that are up there and stuff like that uh um you know a lot of them are my buddies or guys that i would have played with or against at some point in time um so like just being up with those guys and uh it's kind of cool to see and uh, you know to be recognized is always special for sure 100 percent. yeah growing up did you naturally uh, fit into a defenseman role because when we were playing the other day well no 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 offense to those other guys <laughs> but you just had like an offensive ability about you is that like your actual game or are you a stay-at-home defenseman did it did it fit naturally with honestly you? I-, I would say i'm more of a defensive defenseman okay. i mean when there's chances to play offense i like yeah, to play when offense you're playing too. against guys yeah, like yeah, me yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh no honestly i think when i was a kid the story i got at least from my parents was when i was a kid uh you know just in like what would be before, even before novice like but just anytime i had the chance i was always like standing back by the net trying to like stop people from scoring i was never really getting like you know some guys wanted to have the puck and you know, go down the ice and score goals. I guess as a kid, I just kind of always naturally stayed back and tried to prevent people from scoring. So then my parents were like, all right, he's going to be a defenseman. Because my dad, uh, growing up, was always a forward. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, he plays, like, he likes to play both. But uh, I, growing up, he was always a forward. So um, it just kind of came naturally to me. They were like, you're going to be a defenseman. It's kind of worked out. So, uh, yeah. 
that's good stuff. Yeah. Having yeah. a having a role that fits well and it can take you into pro hockey, it's a blessing. Yeah, it's a great definitely. thing. Yeah. And no. if you excel at it at a young age. Yeah, no. Uh, like I said, it just kind of fit naturally and uh ran with it and I'm glad my parents made me stick with it. So um, I know the, yeah. the parents know best at that yeah. age. Yeah, exactly. Was there ever a goalie conversation? Like I want to go goalie? I don't think so. My sister actually when she played, she always wanted to be a goalie. Um, but they convinced her to be a defenseman just goalie gear and super expensive but they just was like no no no, just play defense she always wanted to be a goalie she never ended up being goalie they ended up settling on her being a goalie in soccer instead oh, um go. so um but no never with me i think it was always defenseman and like i said just kind of stuck with it and ran with it so you and i have something um in common you and i both went to the quebec Pee Wee tournament as a halifax mooset yeah did you yeah. go two years or just one year we did go two years we were lucky enough to uh win both years what uh, yeah yeah because we had the it was the mooset's cup we called it here i guess uh, oh sorry i, I, I thought correctly. you meant won the quebec Pee Wee oh, tournament. No, 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 okay yeah, one yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah so what is this sorry it was so like, it's just like well I, I don't know if it was always like this but i think they changed it Maybe I felt like before it was like each it rotated years, but when I was playing, it was you kind of had a tournament. Uh, you played kind of round robin, and eventually you had to like win within, um, you know, HRM for the ability to represent the Mooseheads at least. If you you could still go if you wanted to on your own kind of dollar, uh, dollar yeah, or yeah. and representing your own team, but in order to be the Mooseheads, you had to like win what we called the Moosehead Cup here, I think okay. it was. Um anyway, yeah, both years we were lucky enough to win it and go as the Mooseheads and uh it, it's, you know, that's a an experience that you'll never forget and you'll always remember. I mean, I still have all my pins from the pin trade and everything in one of those Quebec Pew International bags or pin bags that they had um, in my room. So uh, every once in a while, I go back and look through them. And um, yeah, it, it, it's an experience, like I said, you'll always remember. And um, doing it twice was even more special. Yeah, for I was going to say twice. That's, yeah. that's, that's rare. Going yeah. twice as the Moose that's pretty sick. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you guys get to go out as O Canada with the boys at the yeah, Metro yeah. Center too? Yeah, yeah. That was always a big thing. But for me, it so was... So who would have been playing for the Mooseheads when you went out? <sighs> would you have known? That's a long time ago. And this is going to sound really weird, but when I was growing up, when I was much younger, my dad was... My dad actually was scouting or working for the PI Rocket. They were the PI Rocket at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So for me... I was never a Mooseheads fan. Like, I always used to go to the Mooseheads games as a kid um, with my grandparents because they had season tickets. So I'd always go and watch. And, you know, I cheered for them when I was younger. But once my dad started working for the Rocket, it was kind of like, all right, my, you know, my dedication or my support's <laughs> going elsewhere, right? Your idol's so, Ben Duffy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. At the time, um, he was working for the Rocket. So for me, it was like, you know, the Rocket were my team and all that stuff. So, like, I mean... I, it was super cool to go out there and be with the Mooseheads, but it was just kind of funny because, like, I would never... Well, I mean, I wouldn't say I cheered against the Mooseheads, but uh, they weren't, like, my favorite team or anything like that at the time. Um, but, no, like, that kind of taste of going out there and, you know, feeling like you're playing in the queue or whatever with those guys, uh, it was it was cool. And you remember that for sure because it's your... I mean, for me, it was my first taste for some guys, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just it's an experience that they'll remember, but... Um, yeah, no, we got to do it twice, like I said. So that's uh, sick. Yeah, yeah. What a valuable experience though, having your old man within like a junior organization and just being able to see the lifestyle of those guys play. Oh. Just such a valuable, valuable thing. Maybe at the time you don't realize it, but like you're just being around it, you're like, whoo. Yeah. It's so so valuable for no. guys. Like and you. it's crazy because you go back like when I was playing 
whenever you came to Halifax, I always remember when the rocket came, my dad would always go down underneath. That's what we call it. We'd go yeah. down underneath and he'd talk to the staff and meet with, the, or just talk to them or say hi, whatever. And I'd always be lucky enough to go down and you stand outside the dressing room and kind of just, you know, watch guys come out in and out and pack the bus up and all that kind of stuff after games. And then I always remember every time you come to Halifax, you're in the visitor's locker room and you're, you know, you just have little flashbacks and memories to it of like when you were, you know, 12 years old or 10 years old, sitting there watching these guys do it. And now, you know, here you're actually doing it right. And you see other kids and you're thinking like, that was me, you know, six, seven, eight years ago. Right. So, um, no, I, you kind of get to experience a couple of things that you might not uh, get to if your dad wasn't working in that, that kind of, uh, job, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Any uh, notable names that you played against up in Quebec? Like, we played against John Tavares. We didn't play against them, but he was in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Like, any notable names that were at the tournament the, those two years you were there? Yeah, and to be honest with you, there's probably more than I remember, but yeah. the one that really sticks out is Spencer Knight. Uh, he goalie. He played in uh, He plays in Florida, and he's playing in Charlotte in the AHL okay. right now. He's a first-round pick. He Anyway, he played with all the, uh, you know, like Hughes, Caulfield, all those guys growing up. But, um, no, he was the goal. We played an exhibition game because he always went up and played more than just the tournament games. But he was the goalie for – we played the New York Rangers in an exhibition game. And I'll always remember it was him because he was way taller than everyone else. Like, I I don't know if he was the same size as he is now, but he was just ginormous for a kid of peewee age, right? And I still remember our goalie at the time – I don't know if he if he knew him or how he knew him or something like that, but I remember he got a picture with him after the game, and the size difference was, you know, massive. But, um, no, yeah, he was one name that we played against that, uh, you know, kind of turned into a big thing, made it to the NHL kind of thing. Um, that's the one I, off the top of my head, that's the one I can really remember or have a vivid memory of. Yeah. Um, I remember we played the St. Louis Junior Blues or whatever they called. Yeah. And um, Al McKinnis was their coach or helping work with the um, team in some capacity in Cal's from yeah. Cape Breton. Or, yeah, yeah Cape Breton. Yeah, Port right? Hood. Yeah, Port Hood. So, um, anyway, Kevin Mitchell was our coach that year, I think. Yeah. And, um, anyway, he had some sort of connection. And I remember the Blues pins that year were Al McKinnis taking like a slap shot or something, like a moving puck or anything like that. Anyway, he came into the room after the game or, and talked to us and uh, he signed my, like a bunch of guys pins who had them, or I don't know if he gave them pins, but I had one and he signed it and stuff like that. So uh, that was kind of another cool you know, memory that, or experience that you got to have. Well, being for up sure. There. Yeah. So many memories coming from yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Pretty sick. Yeah. Go, coming up, was there ever like a thought in your mind of, going the college route like i know you played for dartmouth and midget yep. but like was there any thought of, oh maybe i go down and, and play somewhere like just having the, the 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 knowledge of what your dad had in the hockey world was yeah, there yeah. ever like a thought in your head oh maybe i could leave here but it, it seemed you, you wanted to stay yeah um i think the fact that my dad was working in junior hockey yeah uh, with the rocket at the time and he ended up working with bacon for a bit too um that kind of like influenced me in a sense of like that's what I wanted to do I wanted to play you know in the queue that's where I wanted to go like I said going to the Moosehead games growing up cheering for the rocket whenever he was working for them and uh seeing all those kind of behind the scenes things um that was kind of where I always wanted to go that was the dream for me at least um and luckily enough I got to live out that dream um but yeah I I wouldn't say I necessarily considered college I probably should have maybe a little bit more um it was, I don't want to say it was weird, but 
at the time college wasn't necessarily as big of a thing as it in terms of people from here yeah uh that was kind of you know our age group or even the age group before like you have guys like willem devoe and pete deliberatory that went and played ncaa and then ethan phillips and arlo merritt were other guys that i played with that went and played ncaa i feel like that was kind of the i guess shane bowers too but i guess that was kind of the time where a lot more people were kind of considering ncaa as an option and going to prep school and that kind of route but i think thinking back on it i probably you know could have been a little bit more open to the idea but luckily enough it worked out for me that uh you know my dream the junior the junior route worked out for sure and you got years paid for in school correct you must have because you've been there for you were there in the what is it three years minimum to get school paid for uh or is it it's like the Uh, amount of games you have to get years you have to play a certain amount like you basically have to be Honestly, I think it's just you have to be available to play all the way to your 20-year-old year. Obviously, if you yeah. get injured or something. But like, if you choose to leave before the 20-year-old year, um, I think there's some sort of... You, you might lose out on the money. But as long as you're technically... You played games or played you know, a year, yeah. um, you get money based on how many years you played, essentially. Okay. Um, but you just have to be available to play as a 20-year-old, basically. If you get cut, but you played, you know, the but four years. But you're still years, available. Yeah, and you played the four, the four years prior to it, you still get four years worth of money, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was looking at your DB and I saw that you played uh, a year with Batherson and Cape Breton and I was wondering if that was the year where he just exploded. Um, I think it would have been the year before me okay. um his like 18 year old year in cape breton because uh my it would have been my 16 year old year his tw- or 19 year old year he got traded halfway through the year to uh, blaineville that year okay. so i think it was the year before that he kind of exploded but i remember playing with him and like he actually my first ever q goal it was like a two-on-one, and I remember he cuts across the blue line and does like a drop pass between the legs yeah. And to me, and it's like a two-on-one, and I don't know what I was thinking, but I like looked him off and threw like a backhand at the net, and a, like a soft backhand, <laughs> like surprised the goalie and kind of hit him in the chest, fell between his legs and kind of just rolled in the net. And anyway, like every time I see him, he kind of, we t- chat about it or chuckle about it, but um, yeah, no, he was, a, that at that time he was a special player, he is still a special player. Um, but they would have been a year after he kind of took his yeah. ascent, and because uh, we, I remember tra- we traded him to Blainville. and the got, World Juniors. He traded him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we got three like lo- regular players plus a draft pick or two, uh, just for him. And the guys that we traded for actually Sean Miller, yeah, was yeah. one of the guys come, came that way. Kyle Havlina and. Felix LaFrance were the three players that came, at least. And, uh, I mean, they all really, really good hockey players. Uh, so it kind of just speaks to the level that Drake was at that time when uh, we made the trade, yeah. What a weird feeling going to playing, like, with him and then just against him and just seeing his acceleration as a skilled hockey player go. Just at that level, oh, yeah. like, your level, like, that ju- major junior level, like, yeah, it is a business, but y- you also, like, make friends with these guys and then all of a sudden they're on another team in Quebec, you know, 80 miles away and you're playing against them. Just what a, I don't know. Just a cool experience to be able to go through that and yeah. see a guy go on to the NHL. It's just it's it's a very rare, very oh, rare yeah. but cool thing to to go through. Yeah, and my like even just I remember watching him in midget and junior A. Like his he played I think he played junior A at sixteen. Um, yeah. I don't even think he was drafted to the queue at sixteen. I could be wrong on that, but I mean he was he was small, like really really small. And my even my dad tells me he's like. He just hit a growth spurt, and I mean, he always had the skill, I think. And but once he put on some size and some weight, it just 
he Lights out. skyrocketed. Yeah, exactly. Lights out. Yeah. Where where did you come into your own? Did you when you went into the queue? Did you feel comfortable right away? Did you hit a growth spurt? When did you feel confident as a as a top guy in the queue as a defenseman? Honestly, um, I would say it was probably when I got traded to Charlottetown. Um, my first year and a half in Cape Breton, I, I think it was a little bit of a feeling out process, as it is for a lot of people. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it was my best year, but just as a 16-year-old sometimes, I, I played the majority of the time, uh, but there was games you know, where you didn't play much, uh, and then we got into the playoffs, and I've, I remember we game one, we played Drummondville in game one, and we lost, or yeah, we lost in Drummondville. Game two went to like triple overtime or something, and I didn't see a shift after the second period. Like I literally just sat on the bench. And as a 16-year-old. Uh, yeah, 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 and was a cheerleader for the next three and a half periods of hockey right <laughs> and then i didn't play games f- three four five four, and which i ended up think we lost in five anyway um but then the next year you know you go back with a little bit more confidence and you know you you're more accustomed to you know to queue and all that stuff but when i got traded halfway through my 17 year old year to charlottetown um that's kind of where i felt like okay you know i'm really wanted here the instant I, the you know the moment I got to Kate, uh, Charlottetown, uh, Jim paired me with Lucas Cormier, uh, so he put me, who was a 17 year old, and Lucas, who was a 16 year old at the time, together. Yeah. And I mean, we literally played together for the next three and a half years as Did deep you? partners. Oh yeah, we. I mean, there might have been like honestly, there's only one time for maybe a span of three or four games where they split us up, and that would have been maybe in my end of 18 year old year, 19 year old. I, I can't really remember, but from 17 years old to 20 years old me and Corms were partners um did you text him when he had his first game oh yeah. played yeah yeah, yeah. No. we i mean obviously you come become really good buddies when you spend that much time with somebody um but um yeah once we got paired together and i mean he's a very special player so playing with him kind of you know can make your job a little bit easier at times for sure Definitely. um but once you know you kind of get that confidence from a coach and um you know i was playing in a lot of situations um you know, that's kind of where I felt like, you know, okay, this is, I'm comfortable now. You know, I got some confidence. I'm, I'm playing with, you know, a, a really, really talented hockey player. Um, they trust us. And uh, that's kind of, from there, it was just every year was a building block and a building block for sure. Were you with uh, Welshie or Gooby? In- I was both of them, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I was. Were you at the practice we mic'd up Welshie? <sighs> Maybe I can't really honestly probably because um, I would have played with Welshy his 19 year old year and his 19 year old year was the year was my 17 year old year so I got there at Christmas and then all of his 20 okay. year old all of his 20 year old year would have been my 18 year old year so we played a year and a half together yeah uh, maybe I don't know the years yeah. are blending together yeah, I know I don't yeah. know yeah um but yeah no, honestly now that you say that it, it sounds vaguely familiar that I remember seeing you guys uh or him being mic'd up uh, one day in I, Charlottetown. So I remember, like, we didn't even. This was well, we still don't really ask. We ne- like whenever you do media stuff, you're supposed to ask the organization, and we yeah, didn't yeah. know that rule. Yeah. So we just asked Welshy, and he said yes, and we just kind of showed up, and uh, Spider 
I don't like he was the first guy we saw and he was just like, Yeah, I guess, go for it. And then your <laughs> yeah. coach was there and he's like, I guess it, yeah, it was yeah. just one of those things, just kinda ask for forgiveness yeah, later. Yeah, but it all no. worked out. Yeah, yeah. No. Well no. she seemed to run that place, so he's like, Yeah, oh, yeah. Mike no, up, no, no. So. When we called him the King of Charlottetown when he was there. Just uh <laughs> not that he needed any more confidence, but uh I mean he played all five years of junior mm. there. Um so he was a very welcomed and well known face around the city of Charlottetown. Yeah, I'm sure he was. I'm sure yeah. he was. Yeah. You're talking about um like progression every year from 16 17 18 19 getting better and better and better do you still feel that in your game today do you still feel like uh each and every year each and every month whatever it is there's a little bit of more progression yeah for sure uh like i said i mean after a couple years in junior you kind of get you know used to the game you get older you get stronger uh and then last year obviously making the jump to pro um is a bit is another adjustment um but as the year went on you know you you get more and more comfortable and then you just you know, you start to see your game rise and rise and rise. And, you know, it, it, the way last year started, I started the year in Atlanta, um, played most of the year. But, I mean, I, you know, I I played a decent amount. But as the year went on, you know, just progressively you saw that, you know, the coach gains more trust in you, the more the better you play and all that stuff. And luckily enough that, you know, throughout the year he just trusted me more and more and gave me more and more opportunity. And by the end of the year, you know, the opportunities you were getting compared to the beginning of the year, uh, you know, are kind of night and day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just feel like, you know, I have continued to get better. Um, and that's the goal, right? Like it, once you, once you get a point where you don't strive to keep getting better or, you know, you're not having fun anymore, I think that's kind of a time where it's like, okay, well, why am I doing this? You know what I mean? Uh, obviously part of it's money, but right now I'm probably not making as much money as, you know, obviously not making as much money yeah. as a lot of other guys. Right. So, uh, you know, that's the goal is to get to a point where you can make more money, but also, you know, continue to get better as a player, a, uh, a person. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the way I look at it. I mean, my goal every day is to come to the rink with a smile on my face. Um, just become a better hockey player, enjoy my time, have fun with it. Um, and, once that's kind of gone it's just yeah. you know why why are you playing right so you're still having fun then oh 100 percent. playing pro Honestly, hockey i said this this year like i don't want to say it's been the most fun i've had playing hockey but because i've had a lot of really fun years but you know last year it's your first year pro you're kind of getting accustomed to it um but this year, honestly, like the group of guys we had in Trois-Rivières when I was there, even when, you know, through camp in Montreal and Laval and all that stuff, like I, I had a familiarity with a handful of guys. Um, but like once we got to Trois-Rivières, like we started the year really hot, which kind of brought us together yeah. as a group. And a lot of the guys there played, you know, in the queue, like either from Quebec, well, most of them from Quebec, but there's a handful, a lot of them that I would have played against uh, in the queue. But, you know, we kind of just came together as such a tight-knit group. And uh, the coach there was awesome, Ron. Um, but, yeah, like, honestly, like, the stuff we did, we did so much together. When, and it just made it so much fun going to the rink, seeing everybody. You know, you're telling stories every day. Away, you leave the rink and guys are like, oh, what are we going to do this afternoon? Because we all lived right together kind of yeah. thing, right? Um, so, I mean, honestly, you spent so much time together. It was just made everything so much fun I won't, sure. I won't say the name of who told me this but there was a guy who was in the a and he had a very similar story to you it had a really like tight-knit group of guys and he got called up to the nhl and the nhl team wasn't the best and he didn't say he was rattled about it but he was just like oh man we got something so special here like where it's wicked i'm going to the nhl i'm pumped but he said that he just loved the group of guys in that a dressing room he was just i don't know he just felt like he had a family there when he got called up sure he's pumped but he said he wanted to he's, he's like i want to finish what i started here and 
Oh, 100%. on his team. And He's it, like he felt that family environment. Yeah, yeah. No, that we had a couple guys throughout the year that could called up and like you know that's the goal and everything. But you know when you spend so much time with a group of people too, yeah. um, you know you, you get used to them, you get familiar with them. You know you start getting the inside jokes and all that stuff, uh, and you start having fun. But I mean, surely enough, once you get called up, you know eventually you'll get. Yeah. You no, know, you'll you'll get that same familiarity or same, you know, feeling with that group. It's just a matter of time, but it's just the whole, you know, changeover of all of it for sure. And getting comfortable, getting reps in with a team is so big too. Like I, it that must be more, probably one of the most frustrating things of pro hockey as a young guy is not getting those reps you want each and every day because yeah. the more reps you get, the more confidence you get and then boom, you're set. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's all you really got to do. That's from my experience. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I played pro, but reps are everything. Oh, yeah. Ice time's everything. Yeah. No. On the ice every day. When you came out the other day, like, good for you. You're yeah, on the yeah. ice. You yeah. know, even though you're playing with us, like, you're out there every day, reps. Yeah. yeah. Something. No. no, honestly. What percent do you think you were going at the other day? Uh, we, were, we were debating. <laughs> I, I said you weren't going anything more than 15. No, no, no. I, I would have said there was times where I give it, you know, 50, 60% for sure. Yeah. It's, there was you know. times where you were like, you should have shot, and you're just like, no, you, you, yeah. you feel off. No. Yeah, I, I mean, and part of it too is like those guys, like I know, like I'm playing pro hockey, and half those guys out there, you know, that's their exercise for the week, or you know, that's their that's hockey, most right? Of us, yeah. Exactly. But you know, they're out there to have fun. So yeah. I mean, I don't want to go out there and you know, dominate skate circles around these guys because you know, not to say that they can't handle it but like you know i don't want them to i don't want to ruin their fun in yeah the sense for sure too, right like i'm just there to you played it real well yeah well i'm just well. i'm just there to be part of the group like they're nice <laughs> enough to let me come out and skate with them and uh you know i'm i'm just there to have fun like they're there to have fun you know yeah. get some exercise right so uh i i mean i'll have my times to be super competitive obviously and uh you know go 110 percent. so yeah. um no it's just i was just out there to get some puck touches have fun uh like i said i've known pat for a while so uh he was nice enough to let me come out and uh yeah like it how's welshy treating you over at smule he's he's doing good um yeah you know me and welshy became really good buddies when we played in charlottetown together so uh i mean i'm lucky to have I, well i played with uh nogs coached me all through prospects and stuff oh too. did he okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, okay um he's been really welcoming too um and but yeah no welshy's kind of my and I always text him, and I was like, hey, uh, last week I was like, hey, like, uh, what do you think I, the odds I could get on the ice with you guys this week? He was like, well, text Nogs. And I was like, well, I know, but I just want to get, like, your sense of the matter, too. And then eventually I did text Nogs. Um, but, yeah, well, she's, you know, he's, he's an awesome person, really, really good friend of mine that probably will be for the rest of my life. But, uh, no, it's fun just to have a, you know, especially when he's a goalie. Uh, yeah. It makes the skates a little bit more fun, too, somebody to chirp when you score goals on. And, I mean, he gives it back when he makes a save, too, right? So, yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. No, it, it's a when you get to that level that you're at, where you've been around, you see how small the hockey world is. Yeah, I couldn't imagine even at the pro level. It's like, oh, you played with him. I know him. I played with him. Yeah, just being in a dressing room, you have to know someone. There has to be a connection. There's oh, yeah. no way there isn't. Hundred percent. And I would have played against a lot of guys in that locker room too. Um, and like I said, like Knox has been awesome letting me come out. And like even in the summer, towards the end of the summer, when you know some guys are starting to leave, um, there's not too many bodies around. Like he was like, "Yeah, you're more than welcome to come out and skate with us." And this was like before the year started, right? Oh yeah. Um, so um, yeah, it's awesome. And like, so you get a bit of a familiarity with the group too. So like a lot of the guys there that, like I said, would have played against, but like just through skating with them or hanging out with Welshy and hanging out with them, you, you become friends with a lot of them too. So uh, it's kind of just. You know, I'm comfortable with the group too, in a sense, right? That's so. true because they're Hawks guys. 
the Welsh he is, isn't he? Welsh he is, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. yeah, the whole Welsh fam. Yeah, 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 for Big sure. Group there. Yeah. Um, so what's the plan right now with Rochester? You're just waiting for the visa. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I guess it would have been not last Thursday, the Thursday before that I got traded. Yeah. Um, and then I was hoping that, you know, it would have been done at some point last week, but the weekends, the offices aren't open, immigration offices, and last Monday was a holiday in the States, uh, Martin Luther King Day, and then uh, we kind of thought that maybe Wednesday, Thursday, Friday it would have been done, and I would have been able to get out of here, but Friday they told me that they'd run into some delays with it and all, so over the weekend, um, no more news, because I think the offices were closed again, but yeah. uh, I haven't heard anything today, I'm just, you know, waiting, itching to get back at it, um, luckily enough I've been able to find some ice here and kind of keep busy, but uh yeah, it's it's weird. I was saying when I came in here that uh you know, I'm not used to being home this time of year. When for the last 6 years, you know, you're in the yeah. heat of a, you know, hockey season, right? And now all of a sudden I'm home for basically almost 2 weeks, uh hanging out with family and all that stuff. So it, it's a blessing and yeah. uh you know, at the same time you're antsy to get back at it too. Yeah, that's pro hockey. It's a le- you know, yeah. it's a learning lesson yeah. for you for sure. Yeah. So well, what oh you go. No, I was just going to say and it's crazy cuz I mean the guy that I got traded for, um, I mean, he was playing in Trois-Rivières two days after the trade, right? And here I am still, but, I mean, he's a Canadian citizen, so it just works out that way, right? Uh, so it's just, it's a little bit more complicated for me, but, uh, you know, he's played, what, uh, three or four games now, and I've, you know, just been sitting at home kind of thing, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's yeah. right. So yeah. what do you do? Do you wait for your agent, or do you wait for the manager? Who calls you? Like, uh, This team services <laughs> guy in Rochester is the guy I've been communicating with. Okay. Uh, I've talked to a bunch of guys, uh, people within the Rochester organization and stuff. Um, but, yeah, no, he's... You know, he's been really good to me, uh, communicating and all that stuff. He texts me pretty much every day, give me an update on whatnot. I had to do some paperwork early in the week last week, but... Um, yeah, he's a team services guy in Rochester. Uh, he's the guy that I've been going through, and he's been keeping me updated. What's, like, the biggest lesson you've learned from pro hockey over these past couple of years from junior to pro? The biggest thing I think, they, and I think a lot of people say this, is that once you get to pro hockey, it's a job. Junior hockey, right, it's a hobby, so you can go to the rink, and, I mean, obviously there's guys waiting in the wings and, you know, prospects and what whatnot, but, you know, it's not as close especially once you make a team in junior hockey you know you can still get traded at christmas and whatever and cut at certain times but it happens a lot less um like if you're for the most part if you're you know established you're established kind of thing and that goes the same in pro hockey but in pro hockey there's probably way more people knocking on the door and it's a lot closer and if you see it a lot in the echl too like the amount of bodies that come in and out the door is crazy like the turnover rates uh, high crazy yeah. i mean they're like i said there's a handful of guys that are established and they're there but i mean guys get injured you got to bring in a new guy um you, you know you trade somebody you got to get a new guy somebody gets called up you got to get a new guy you know what i mean so like so you're playing the numbers game it sounds like a lot like oh, okay i'm here right now but maybe like do you play that in your head like okay i played well today so i might like- yeah, yeah a little bit and like everybody's in a different situation too okay. like you know like i said if you're established it's a little bit, a little bit easier to feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, but I mean, like compared to the beginning of the year, like there was a time where we might've had four or five forwards from the beginning of the year in our lineup and the rest of them would have been like new faces. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's crazy how much there's turnover and that's just because of injuries and call-ups and all that stuff. And it can change on a day-to-day basis. Like we've played a line, we've played a game with, 
you know, our top six forwards being certain guys. And then the next day, all of a sudden your whole second lines get called up and, you know, Oh, I don't yeah, like that. No, but it's just in the ECHL, you're a little bit, I want to say you're at the mercy, but I mean, the AHL teams, if they need guys, they're going to call somebody up. And if you're getting that opportunity as a player, you're not going to be like, Oh no, they need a body yeah. here. You know what I mean? Um, so obviously you're kind of just, you go when you need to go or they need you to go. Right. Um, and obviously you're super happy if somebody gets called up cause you know, they're your friend and you want to see them succeed and move on and all that stuff. But then it's tough on if you're still there to, you know, you got to bring in a new body or a new face has got to come into the lineup and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, it's it just, you realize that it's a job and that legitimately the next day you could be cut and you're not getting paid anymore. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, you got to find a new place to play or you got to figure something else out, right? So that's the biggest change that you kind of notice. And until it, it might not sit in with some people until it actually happens. And luckily enough, I've been, you know, able to, you know, have two fairly solid seasons so far and be established and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's, you realize that when you see a new face, you know, almost every other second day or every week or something like that. Right. So it goes, that's very different from playing with Cormier for the past three years. <laughs> exactly. So like, who's this guy on my wing now? Yeah. Who are you? Exactly. Just yeah. like that. Must, yeah. yeah. I, I love building chemistry with a guy for two, three, four, you know, hence Jeff, you know, just guys yeah, yeah. that you just, you're just with. Yeah. I love that feeling. That's how I get better at least. Yeah. No, you know, but there things change every day. So yeah. pro hockey. Yeah. Seriously. Could always be worse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? traveling north america yeah playing no. in rinks and that's another really cool part of it is like i've gone to some cities and places that i probably never would have thought that i would have been you know what i mean like um, atlanta hockey that's yeah you know exactly and like even that whole division like you know uh jacksonville's the echl affiliate in rochester um so i you know i might i think i might spend some time there probably depending on numbers and whatnot but i mean you know, you're playing hockey in Florida. Um, there's a team in Fort Myers. There's a team in Orlando. You know, those are not necessarily places you think of as big, you know, hockey hubs. But then you get down there, and it's like it's almost crazy. Like we were playing in Trois Rivières. We went down on a two week long road trip, and we played in South Carolina. We played in Savannah. We played in Jacksonville. Um, but like the fans down there, like. They're diehards, honestly. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you, you don't expect it, but they love hockey. And, I mean, it's, you know, you might walk out and you're probably not going to run into that many people that are like, because there's some bigger cities, but, you know, some people are like, oh, hockey, like, oh, that's cool, like, blah, blah, blah. But they don't really, you know, they might not even know there's a team in the city. <laughs> but then you get to the rink and, like, some of the fans there are, like, just diehards, love hockey, um, turn out in great numbers and, like, I mean, honestly, like, the fans down there compared to even the fans, like, in Trois-Rivières, like, oh, yeah. um, you know, th- they arguably are more diehard at times than, you know, wow. and you expect, you know, in a, you know, Trois-Rivières being a Quebec yeah. city in Canada, like, hockey, 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 but, like, they love it down there, too. The population, too. So many more people oh, yeah. down there, too. Yeah. And if you can get a fan base of, like, 5,000 people that show up every night, like, you're set. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's crazy. And, like, you know, there's some games last year in Atlanta. Like, Atlanta has a fairly big rink. I don't know what the capacity is. It's I would definitely say it's upwards of 14,000. But, like, we played a game last year uh, where we wore, like, Thrasher's jerseys. Like, throwback. <laughs> no and way. I kid you not, that rink was packed. Like, Did you get I, to keep the jersey? No, they, they did, they did auctions, bro. yeah. And, like, 
Yeah, some of the auctions. Like, one of the jerseys went for, like, $4,500. Jesus. Yeah. Like, they, like, I, if they got an NHL team back there, like, I can only imagine what, you know, <laughs> the fan base would do or, right? And, I mean, obviously, there's a Tuesday night where you get, yeah. you know, 2,000 people. The place looks completely empty, right? But, um, no, some of those specialty jersey games, like, on a Saturday night, crazy the amount of people that show up that they're getting crazy with those jerseys there's some pretty nutty oh, ones out there yeah well and i said i was watching the jacksonville game the other night uh with my dad and um he was like well i was like it's crazy you notice it more down in the south a little bit but um the amount of like themed jersey nights it felt like there was one every other night it, whether it, it, was get, a, it gets people to the ring oh yeah 100 percent. but like whether it was at home or on the road like it just seemed like every other night um they were wearing some sort of specialty jersey. Like we wore like Flintstone jerseys last year, which were just like so, 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 so ugly. But like, it, it, like our socks were like skin tone, so it looked like we were playing hockey with like our bare legs almost. Oh like, yeah, because the Flintstone—that's yeah, like they yeah. they push the carts with the legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And no, but some of them are outrageous. I saw—I think it was Atlanta again this year. Did like Margaritaville jerseys, and it just looked like southern paradise like you know that button-up t-shirt that a dad wears when he's down south it, it just looked like they took that print and threw it on jerseys it's crazy some of the stuff they come i love up with. america yeah they just you know they love that stuff they love going big or go home oh, yeah. they love that like they love that's amazing yeah flintstones and margaritaville oh yeah i'd be auction i'd be trying to get I'd, oh yeah i'd bid well, for a jersey too honestly the that's part of the thing is that the teams can go out and auction these jerseys after and make a profit off them, right? Oh, People yeah. will buy them and, like, because, I mean, happens once a year and half the time they, you know, they're going to be one-off jerseys, right? So people are like, oh, I want that in my collection, right? And people spend, I don't know, 500, 700 bucks on yeah. a jersey. Jersey collection's a real business. Oh, yeah. Like, if you look behind you, that's my jersey from, like, when I was with the Mooseheads. Some yeah. guy bought it and then I bought it off him and yeah, I paid yeah. a pretty penny and that oh, guy yeah. got paid, but he does it with all these players. Like, yeah. It's a real business for oh, sure, yeah, especially with these creative ones they're doing. Oh yeah, yeah. Because like you can... you'll probably never see them again in a lot of places. Like it's gonna be one yeah. one off jerseys, and um, if you can have them in the collection, then you have them for the rest of your life and no, hundred back. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, I saw one with like Don Cherry. Who did Don Cherry coach in the O? Sue, whoever it was. Yeah. But anyways, they had jerseys. It was like an adult classic Don Cherry like suit. Yeah, yeah. Head to toe. Like, yeah. It's just like, that's... Well, I saw ones, sad. too, like, in Vancouver. I think it was the Giants this year, uh, or last, but they wore, like, referee jerseys. Like, they what had, the, like, referee pattern jerseys. It was, like... What ref did the refs wear? Well, I, I don't know completely, but it was, like, a ref appreciation <laughs> night or something, and... Ref appreciation. Yeah, they wore, like, referee <laughs> pattern jerseys. I was like, this is interesting, but yeah. yeah. Hey, whatever, you know. Yeah. It sells, I guess. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Did you watch football last night? Oh, yeah. Are you a football guy? I I'm just am. living in the States. You'd, yeah. You'd, I, I'm a Packers fan. Uh, I have been for a long time. I've always loved loved watching football. And I say, like, I mean, aside from hockey, football arguably one of my favorite sports to watch. Uh, Do you ever play follow. it? Never played it. No. Um, just, I don't know how I fell in love with watching it, or, but I did. And for whatever reason, became a Packers fan. Um, so this weekend was tough. But, um, yeah, no, love love watching football. Yeah, <laughs> who's going to the Super Bowl? Uh, in my brackets, I picked the Ravens and the Forty Nine ers. Man, every so I've asked three people this question, and all three have said those two teams: mm -hmm. Jasper, you, and uh, and yeah, okay, yeah. I 
I mean, yeah, I just the Ravens look really good. Um, the 49ers, I mean, I would have been happy if the 49ers lost to the Packers, but um, I just, I, I didn't even think it was our year as a Packers fan. Like, Jordan Love came on hot at the end of the year, and we obviously surprised Dallas. Um, wild card weekend, but uh, no, the 49ers just have so many weapons. It's crazy. Did you go to any Falcons games? I did not, but um, I've actually only ever been to one NFL game in my life and it was during rookie tournament this year with Montreal we were in Buffalo oh. and we had an off day we played like a Friday Saturday Sunday off Monday and sure enough Sunday they took the whole staff and team to Highmark Stadium Stop. to see the Bills play yeah the whole awesome. staff yeah during training camp <laughs> yeah it was during rookie wow. tournament yeah we and we were in like uh this like lounge too like it wasn't uh like just general seating like we had we were up way up in the top like lounge it was a covered in area which would have been nice the past couple weekends i will say it would have been like the glass and cover whatever kind of took away from the experience a little bit because you don't really hear the fans as much and the pa announcer and all that stuff but um i mean on a really cold day it's worth it but for us uh you know that kind of took away from it i bet little moments like that just kind of tickle like a little <laughs> bit of like a feather in front of you it's like this is what pro hockey's like boys this yeah. is what pro hockey is like you know little experiences like this like i couldn't imagine a pro hockey first california road trip you're like whoa getting no. to play hockey in california for a couple of days like I, I don't know i just feel like those little moments are just like a little bit of a motivation for guys like you yeah. it's like whoa i can oh, live this life 100 percent. yeah no yeah i never it's tough like during the year to go to get to games like last year in Atlanta and I didn't have a car last year in Atlanta so that kind of made it a little bit more complicated like you would have had to find somebody to take you but we didn't really necessarily live close to downtown like we were probably 45 minutes from the downtown scene Hmm. Um, and we play a lot of Sunday games so I mean it would have been like oh you'd have to line it up and find you know that specific day that you didn't play they played a home game and you'd have to work it out there was one opportunity to go but just never really worked out kind of thing but it would have been really cool to get down to see one but i'm glad that i got to see one this year i got a feeling you'll be seeing some more nfl games you'll be fine you'll be, <laughs> yeah. you'll be playing pro hockey you'll find a game or two yeah. don't worry about fingers that. crossed i gotta get to lambeau field to a packers game that's yeah. uh there, there's no dome on that eh? that's outdoors no completely outdoors yeah i had a buddy that went to a game and he said driving into it it's just in the middle of like a suburb it's just commu- it's just the community like everyone yeah. around that lives around it, like works at the stadium. Oh yeah, it's just like a yeah. I I played with a guy that he came pretty good buddies with last year. That's from uh, Wisconsin, yeah. um, and he said like he doesn't. I think he lives forty five minutes to an hour from uh, Green Bay, but it's not a big city because I mean you think of Wisconsin like there's Milwaukee, Madison's where I'm pretty sure the University of Wisconsin is, but those are like the bigger cities, and Green Bay's not necessarily yeah. as big as those. But he said it's just in a suburb. Yeah, it's just, you yeah. see homes one second, then it's just a big parking yeah. lot. Yeah, no, it's which is kind of cool. Yeah, really cool. It's got a lot of history too. So and it's like owned by the fans. It's owned by yeah. From what I understood, yeah. it's like they all have like shares or something in it. Yeah, the one team in the NFL that's owned by the city. Yeah, Everyone oh yeah, else's owners. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's tough to get season tickets. There's like a waiting list for it's like oh, yeah. the Montreal Canadiens. Like a, you're on a list for years to get season tickets. Yeah, they're diehards there for sure. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to Montreal camp though eye-opening yeah you know the mecca organization pretty cool yeah it's really cool cool. and i you know i was a Habs fan growing up Uh, my dad lived in montreal 
as a kid or in in and around Montreal at least. Um, so I've always been a Has fan growing up. So my dad did too. Yeah, yeah. but just kind of seeing the facilities that they have, um, it's incredible. Honestly, it's top notch. Um, and just being part of an NHL camp, you know, it's eye opening. It's special. Yeah. Something you you always try and take things away from, uh, and you always re- remember for sure. But doing it at, you know, the team that you cheered for growing up is even more special. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't. It's just, I'll never imagine that. Or I'll never get to know that. But I couldn't imagine just experiencing it. So sick. Yeah. The no. Team you look up to, all of a sudden you're wearing the jersey. Yeah. What an yeah, experience. Yeah. Dialed. We're going to the Habs game on Thursday, and uh, they're playing the Islanders, and Patty oh, yeah. Wall is the head yeah. coach now. So yeah, those tickets just went up in price, but hundred percent. It'll yeah. be a nice storyline. I don't know if they're gonna boo them, or I don't know if they're gonna cheer for them. No, I don't know. Be int- that and that kind of came out of nowhere. Like I, I mean, my- well, Lou, the GM for the Islanders, he he does, he says nothing. Yeah, he's very low key. He won't yeah. just out of the blue, boom. Yeah, he's our head coach. Yeah, no. And I was just sitting in my room and my dad yelled up to me he's like did you see patrick wall got named head coach of the islanders and like in my head my initial thought is charlottetown islanders yeah. like, what <laughs> what happened to, what happened to jim uh, but then like i like, a after a second i was like oh, okay i got it now but yeah i was like totally unexpected but i was watching a video i think this morning of their practice yesterday with Patrick Wall, like their first practice, he's just yelling at the boys. Oh, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah, get here quicker. Yeah. And I was like, that, yeah, that's what you, that's what you hide. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Clean shaven too. Lou made him shave. Yeah, we'll see though. I'm, I'm excited for that game on Thursday. No, There's definitely be... a little bit more of a storyline now. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, that'll be cool. So we'll see. I'm yeah. pumped. Yeah. Um, from now until you get your passport or I guess visa. Excuse yeah. me. What's uh, what's on the agenda? Just keeping it low key. Just staying healthy. Yeah. All just right. uh, skate with Smew and. I get the chance, maybe get back out to another skate with Patty if I uh, need to. But no, just trying to, you know, keep up. I mean, it's nice to have a little bit of break, but after a little bit of time, it's just like, okay, like, you know, you got to stay, you try and stay in game shape, you know, work out, um, you know, give your body a rest, but at the same time, like, keep your body in, you know, oh, it's in the middle of the season mode, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like, I'll be, Smears welcome me out which has been nice so i'll probably just keep skating with them um and hopefully it gets resolved in the next couple of days but uh yeah that's all i can really do right now is just wait and get on the ice when i can try and keep take care of the body and wait that's all you can do yeah exactly. i love it i love that you got a positive attitude about it you're just yeah. like yeah it'll come they yeah. will come no you got I mean, tons of time to be a pro hockey player so yeah. what's another couple more days yeah. you know what i mean i mean and obviously like you know, I wish there was something I could do about it just to get down there and go and play. But, um, you know, there's there's other pros to it. Like, I get to see my family when yeah. I otherwise wouldn't have. And, um, you know, my dad said to me the other day, you know, maybe, you know, this little break gives you a little bit of energy, you know, to finish the year on, you know, a high note and go from there, right? So uh, there's always positive ways to spin things for sure. That's a wise, wise, wise way to put it for yeah, sure. exactly. Tons of time. You'll be good. Yep. Um, I want to thank you for coming on the show. No, thank you. You're the man. I got very lucky with you. Uh, well, one, being at that skate with Patty, and two, that you had time to come here. I would have thought like today you would have been gone or something, so yeah, it worked no. out well. No, I'm happy I, I got out here, so thank awesome. you. Awesome. Well, no, once again, thank you very much, uh, and I appreciate it. Before you go, actually, one piece of advice for uh, what age group? Let's go uh, Let's go midget. Let's go the, the, the age group, the guy going to junior, mm-hmm. or maybe he's going to college. Good defenseman, solid looking to make an impact right away. What's your advice to that one kid? Stay at home defenseman. Hmm. 
Um, wow. I, I think one thing that I always carry myself is just be positive and be a good teammate. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of other things you need to do, work hard. Um, but people notice when, you know, you're positive and, you know, you have a good aura about yourself. Uh, you know, people get attracted to you in ter- terms of, you know, they want to spend time with you. They want you to be around. And I think that goes a long way. And, you know, coaches notice it, too, when, um, you know, guys are kind of migrating towards certain people and whatnot like that uh they're like oh this guy has you know he has something right so um yeah just be positive be a good teammate those are two things that I try and you know stick to and um just have fun too that's the cliche answer too but uh you know if you're being positive and you're enjoying your time then uh, it's a lot more fun than when you're showing up at the rink every day and you know your head's your head's down or you know you're, you're moping about something and then people notice that too so yeah yeah i love it great advice thank you all right no you're the man thank you very much for coming on thank you it's been fun um everyone listening thank you very much for tuning in i appreciate it without you guys listening watching podcast goes nowhere thank you thank you
What's that? 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 What's